Welcome to Death Row. Like we always do about this time. <laughs> I'm gonna fight your fucking ass. You don't got, you're playing touch butt with that dork in the park. Ah, uh, there's a little snake in the grass. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. No fucking Jesus, people. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. Hey, pussy, are you still there? I'm back. Who the fuck is that guy? Break out the red panties. We're rich, baby. I would like to introduce... Welcome to the MMA for Money Show, episode 86. Like the hands on a Rolex watch, we just don't stop. I am your host, as always, Mike Copenhaver, also on Twitter at Don't Cope Just Win. Uh, you're joined by my producer and MMA for Money Show uh, co-host, T. How you doing, T? I'm doing good, man. Glad to be here once again. It was good to see all the fans come out full force Saturday on uh, first time of the year, first time in a year. And, I mean, they added a lot of energy Saturday. Oh, that was man. awesome. It was incredible to have the UFC fans back in full effect uh, in Florida. I, I can't say enough uh, good things about the energy they brought and the, the energy that some of the fighters brought to the cage because we had some really, really exciting finishes. But before we get into that, I just want to shout out our sponsors of the show. The first one is uh, Melon Brand Hats. It's M-E-L-I-N Brand Hats, uh, melon.com. Uh, they make the luxury line hats, some of the best in the world. They're just super unique, made by the best materials. It started by, and co-founded by my buddy, Brian McDonald, who was in high school, was talking about this uh, hat line that he would have. And uh, man, it's sure shit. He just has it and it sponsor, he sponsors Michael Chandler, Phil Mickelson, and a bunch of other top uh, world-class athletes. So pleasure to have Mel and Brand hats. So go check out their hats and uh, get yourself one. You'll never go back. Next up on the card, we have Fokai Stuff, F-O-K-A-I, stuff.com, uh, Guamalian Gear. It's some of the coolest stuff since ever since. That's their slogan. I've been supporting them since my brother was on The Ultimate Fighter and before them. My boys from Guam, shout out to Herman Toronto, uh, Brandon Barra, sponsored by them, and a bunch of other world-class athletes. So uh, stoked to have Fokai uh, on the team and to have some of their gear here soon to support on the show. And last but not least, my first ever sponsor and, uh, you know, one of the most important, Spliff Seeds Amsterdam, S-P-L-I-F-F Seeds Amsterdam. If you go uh, to their site and look up Lemon Cream Kush, my, my plant is featured there on the front cover. So it's a super big honor for me and always stoked to have them. So make sure you go get yourself some genetics to grow for this growing season. So with that said, thank you all for joining us here live on HAPS. I really can't appreciate, I really can't thank all you enough, the 51 of you live here viewing and uh, the, the rest of you that are coming soon. So with that said, last week's UFC 261 was really exciting, man. Uh, I'm going to go through a few of them quicker than others, but as I stop, uh, we'll have a reason for it. But first up on the card in the prelims was uh, Ariane Karnalasi, who was 12-2, and two, and she fought Na Liang. Uh, man, Karnalasi just literally manhandled her. These two girls were going at it though, throwing bombs at each other. And literally uh, Karnalasi just had too much power. Like I talked about on the show last week, I was worried about the jiu-jitsu game of Na Liang and she really didn't even show up because she was such a warrior, uh, showed up to bang and uh, really exciting. So uh, shout out to Arilani, or Karnalasi for the win. Next up on the card was uh, another really exciting fight. We had Jeffrey Molina and he fought Aori Kualing. Man, that was a really cool fight, man. Those two guys, it was I believe it was fight of the night. They, they went at it, man. I mean, all three rounds, they literally just brought through every punch possible and combo. Uh, Jeffrey Molina uh, withstood the test after, you know, the second round, he kind of took over and just uh, it's, everything swung his way. So he ended up getting the decision. Uh, shout out to Jeffrey Molina for uh, 
that war. Next up on the card, we had Rong Zhu versus Carzula uh, Vargas. Man, both these dudes, uh, they, they once again went at it. And Carzula Vargas, he ended up on top, uh, and he was an underdog. So uh, shout out to him for that cash. Next up on the card, we had Dana Bat- Batcarell, who was, like we talked about last week, every single one of his fights ended by finish. And this wouldn't be any different when he just destroyed Kevin Navidad and uh, TKO KO'd him to hell. Uh, then we had Tristan Connolly, who took it short notice or the first time in the featherweight division, uh, dropping down weight class, fought Patrick Sabatini. Uh, Patrick Sabatini looked good uh, pretty much for the whole fight, but Tristan Connolly definitely uh, came a little on strong towards the end, but Patrick Sabatini definitely uh, looked a favorite and, and won that fight. Then we had our first, and oh, actually our, both our bets of the night were on the same dude. It was Brendan Allen versus Carl Roberson. And what did I tell you, folks? Tap, tap, tap And that's exactly what Robertson go and do. Brendan Allen literally, just, like, stood up with them, took him down, and ended up getting a heel hook on him that was really deep. I mean, I really didn't even notice how small the chicken legs that Roberson had, but he did not want to play with any part of that uh, the leg lock game that my boy Brendan Allen had. So at plus 200, we cashed that submission. So all you who cashed Brendan Allen on that, we shout out to you for we cashed that plus 200 with a half-unit flick. So we've won one unit. And then we had Brendan Allen on the money line at negative 135. We had a one unit flick. So uh, about 70 bucks on that. So about 1.7 units won on Brendan Allen last weekend. Went 2-0 on our bets. It couldn't have went any better, man. Brendan Allen looked exactly like I thought. And Kyle Roberson was the tapper exactly like I called it. So when I say that these guys are tappers, and I, I don't mean to be disrespectful, it's what they do. It's what he does. He's a tapper, man. He's done it three times before that. And that was the fourth time. I love getting these situations where I could get someone who's tapped before versus a guy that I feel is jujitsu is absolutely superior. So shout out to Brendan Allen for cashing that for the MMA for money team. That's four uh, uh, fights in a row that we've been on a roll, just absolutely dominating. So uh, just looking forward to cashing more bets for you guys. So make sure you join the team. What did you think about that fight, T? Oh, you got to love it, dude. Call that to the team. Allen submission and he did it. Um, we did the money line just to be safe um, in case he didn't tap him, but Hey, he did that pretty quick, man. He showed out, so got to love that. Yeah, I just want to say shout-out to Jackie Girl, one of our uh, biggest supporters on there from Kansas City. Uh, Shout-out to Ryan Richardson, also Kick Your Bass on Twitter. Nice to have you here and the 56 uh, of you live that are tuning in to us, break down, uh, review, and preview the next UFC. Uh, Like I said, we just talked about Brendan Allen dominating uh, Carl Roberson for our win, and then next up on the the prelim was Dwight Grant versus Stefan Stokulik. Uh, man, it was a really exciting fight between these two. Uh, one second. Sorry about that. Uh, Dwight Grant uh, versus Stefan Stokulik. Uh, Dwight Grant is just, like we said, younger, just trains with a great camp, and he just showed it over three rounds, one or three-round decision versus Stefan. I, I just really, you know, I didn't think – Stefan had a chance, but just, man, uh, Dwight Grant with the favorite, he, he showed it sure as shit, so – uh, then we had Randy Rude Boy Brown versus Alex Oliveira. Man, this was another fight that T and I thought about betting on the card. There was a lot of bets last week that we could have fired on. Uh, I wish we would have fired on, but as uh, professional bettors and someone giving out betting advice, uh, we just don't want to fire a bunch of random units all over the place uh, just crazily. So, you know, with that said, Randy Rude Boy Brown looked absolutely amazing for the negative money that he was over Alex Oliveira. He got a round one submission over Alex Oliveira. Was a, it wasn't even a rear naked choke. It was a rear naked choke, I guess, but it was a one-armed rear naked choke 
Um, he had the, the his arms, one of his arms so tightly underneath his chin, and then he put his neck and his head so tight against his shoulder that he ended up getting enough, uh, I guess, choke to make Alex Oliveira tap. But he, he reminds like Alex Oliveira is that is very much so like uh, Fabinski and very much so like Carl Roberson. He's a tapper, once a tapper, always a tapper. And uh, I just have no respect for guys that uh, tap that quickly. It, it seemed like he wanted to tap before he even got close to being choked out. But uh, who am I to say? I've only been choked out by War Machine and the likes of uh, Barrett Yoshida and Herman Toronto and all of them. So it is what it is. So that was the end of the fights, the prelims. But uh, Randy Brewboy Brown really looked good there, man. Uh, I, I can't say enough good things about that fight. Then we had the main event of the uh, the card. It was, hello, Mel B. Pleasure to have you in here. And thank you so much for the Super Hard Award and the high five. And thank you for the Super Hard Award, Jackie Girl. I really can't say enough uh, thank yous to you guys. You guys make the show what it is. So then we move on to the main ev- uh, the main card of the evening. The first fight on the main card was Anthony Lionheart Smith versus Jimmy Crew. And man, if you go back last week on the podcast, I told you, you just listen to my theory. It's the vet versus the newcomer. And I'm not talking about Diego Sanchez vet where you can actually bet against them. I'm talking about a guy that still has some skill. He's got a lot of experience. And Anthony Smith and Jimmy Crew just literally shared leg kicks pretty much uh, until one of them got hurt. And uh, Anthony Smith ended up la- uh, landing one that ended up uh, affecting the, the central nervous system or the nerves of Jimmy Crute. His legs looked like Bambi legs, but still somehow Jimmy Crute with those messed up legs was able to take Anthony Smith down uh, not once, but I did believe two or three times. And so it was crazy that he could even do that with his legs compromised, but Anthony Smith ended up uh, getting the TKO, which, you know, isn't really true. It's uh, the referee stopped it because of the injury. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll take the fact that I called Anthony Smith as the dog, I believe it was almost a plus 200 dog. So shout out to any of you guys who cashed that. And that just started uh, the beginning of the awkward fun of the night. Uh, it was from leg injury to leg injury. And if you did not see this fight, please go look at it. It was Uriah Hall versus Chris Weidman. And I don't know if it was deja vu or if it was just fate in general, but Chris Weidman, who was a part of Anderson Silva throwing the infamous leg kick that broke his leg where he won the championship fight himself, he threw a leg kick, a mean-ass lower leg kick, but it, it was obviously he either had a hairline fracture or something there compromised, but it literally snapped his tib-fib at the lower section of his leg. It snapped so loud. He went, he didn't even notice it as he kicked it, but as he planted on his foot, it went like it's literally Gumby leg, Jello, Linguini leg. He fell on it. It was really, it's, it's seriously disgusting and awesome at the same time. Um, I was definitely one of the people to, to cheer for it because, man, I'm, I'm just a vicious dude and I love that shit. Uh, I think it's crazy that, uh, you know, Anderson Silva could have it done to him. And then it happens to Chris Weidman. And now Uri Hall was there watching it. And so if fate plays any part of this uh, whole story, possible uh, Uri Hall in the future, if his leg breaks, I'm going to laugh my ass off. Uh, not to be mean, but just because of the pure irony of it all. Uh, what did you think about that, uh, T? Man, that was it was just nasty, that leg kick. I mean, I had Hall, so, I mean, I, I wasn't complaining, but, I mean, you hate to see – I hate to see a, a broke leg like that. I, it reminded me of, like <laughs> I said, Silva and – and the um, Lattimore injury when he played for South Carolina, like that type of stuff. Oof, it's just oh, you know, it was it was gives gross, you butterflies, man. man. Oh, it's it's definitely gross. But uh, you know, so shout out to Chris Weidman, former champion and uh, MMA stud. Hopefully, he recovers fast. Uh, I know personally from a Harley crash that I broke every toe and my in my foot, left foot, and my ankle connection. 
that uh, I've just never, I'm never the same. So uh, hopefully he can prove me wrong and become a little more agile. But as you try to repair those type of injuries, the it, the muscles and the bones, they atrophy and they become dormant. And it's just harder to flex and, and to move and rotate and stuff like that. So hopefully he just gets himself repaired and moves on from that. But I, I, I don't like him fighting very much longer after, especially something like that. But then we had the first championship bout of the night. My girl, Valentina, the bullet, Shevchenko, doing what big time favorites do and just whooping that ace on Jessica Andrade. Uh, like I said, Jessica Andrade was going to have one or two rounds of power, and she didn't even get to showcase it because my girl, <laughs> Valentina's fight IQ is so fucking high that she literally didn't even give Jessica time to even rush her because Valentina was all over like flies on shit, overpowering Andrade, slamming Andrade down with trips and, and takedowns with body locks. It was incredible, man. I was in, I was baffled by the game plan. Um, and then Valentina gets freaking Jessica Andrade in a crucifix, a la, you know, basically Barry Yoshida, the finisher down in San Diego at the arena, one of the best to ever do it. Uh, he was the crucifix is one of his things that he does besides the rear naked choke. And Valentina looked amazing getting that stoppage there on Jessica Andrade. Uh, I mean, I, I thought that it wasn't favorite enough because of the way she was going to dominate. And she certainly did that in round two of this fight and gave Jessica Andrade absolutely no chance of winning since she retained her belt and she's just absolutely deadly besides Amanda Nunez no one is touching my girl Valentina what do you think about that one T that uh, it went exactly how I thought um, I mean actually worse than I thought because as soon as she touched her it was over she grabbed her and didn't let go and just completely destroyed her I mean she should have been minus 5,000 after yeah. looking at that fight that, that was a joke bro and that was the best you could throw at her because I mean dude she she just you can't dominate somebody more than that. That was crazy. It really was. And uh, it, it just the whole night was crazy. And things just got crazier as we went on. Next up uh, was the second championship fight of the night. It was Wei Li Zhang. Uh, for, the Chinese champion took on Rose, Thug Rose, Nami Yunus, who has earned that name this weekend. Oh, holy shit, dude. Round one happened. And before anything really went down, man, uh, Rose Nami Yunus threw up like a, a left high kick switch kick. Uh, it was absolutely unreal, the timing and the fluidity of it. Rose left high kick, knocked Whaley Zhang into hell, uh, stumbled her down on the ground, and then uh, Rose got her, had uh, Whaley Zhang pretty much uh, turtled on her, her tummy down, and she ended up pounding her out uh, with a couple more strikes. But absolutely un unreal that Rose Naminas did that. I was literally under the pressure that if Rose was going to win the fight, it would be by submission and not by a left high kick. Like, holy shit, dude. Whaley Zeng's <laughs> kicks alone are unreal. Thug Rose, you deserve that shit. She was so genuine in the ring that if anyone watched that, uh, you know, her accept the title and then her speech with Joe Rogan, you can't have you can't help but love her because she's just so genuine. And, well, look uh, at you know, Rogan's I reaction, dude. <laughs> oh, totally, man. Uh, Rogan's reactions uh -huh. this weekend were absolutely unreal. Shout out to Ryan Richardson for backing his girl Thug Rose uh, last week when I uh, shit all over with Whaley Zhang. So shout out to her for doing that. That's why I did not bet on Whaley Zhang. We almost fired on that. We pulled it back for, because we I felt something fishy, and I'm so glad that I did. So. Uh, Thug Rose, the new champion of the world, she she gets her a belt again, which is uh, very hard. And so super impressed by Thug Rose and her mental strength and, and just everything that she's in, endured to get here. So it was incredible to watch her knock uh, her Whaley out. What did you think about that switch, that kick? Yeah, that, that was awesome, dude. Wasn't expecting it. Threw it, got her inside the guard. I mean, it's that, it was awesome. It was good to see her win. I like her, so.
I was happy. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, so that was you know the the second to last fight of the night and the co-main event the co the main event of the evening was Kamaro Usman who fought my boy George Gamebred Masvidal and I mean man I you know I love George Gamebred I put my feelings aside and I said Usman was going to win this fight just like he did but I had him by decision and I I no fucking way did I believe that Usman was going to just in the first couple rounds knock George Masvidal out. It was crazy, man. He literally grabbed the right hand of George Masvidal as they came in to clear his defense and just came through with a right power punch and knocked George Masvidal straight clean out. I mean, the sweat and moisture that came off of George Masvidal's beard and, and head looked like, uh, you know, something like the Big Bang Theory in outer space where just a bunch of stars just came out of nowhere, but it was sweat just absolutely burst. Uh, crazy to see Kamaru Usman, the wrestler that he is, the athlete. Uh, I mean, it's it's just insane to see him progress this far where his striking could come uh, to fruition like this. But uh, shout out to Trevor Whitman, who just, is just an incredible coach. He literally did, he didn't even like celebrate huge. He, he like knew that he was going to silence uh, the crowd th that night. So uh, Trevor Whitman is one of the best uh, coaches, striking coaches there is at elevation. And so uh, I, it's crazy to see Kamaru Usman just be this dominant. But so shout out to Kamar Usman for retaining his belt and silencing uh, every single critic who said that he didn't have heavy hands, who said that he was uh, boring. Even myself at times said that uh, Usman was not that exciting. Well, he proved me wrong this weekend by silencing George Masvidal in one round, man. It was incredible. What did you think about that team? That was awesome, man. Um, that, that was just all. It looked like a Mike Tyson punch out hit. And you seen the sweat go everywhere. And then once he hit him with the hammer fist, you could just see Masvidal's soul leave his body after that. It was, that was a wrap. But props to Usman. I mean, dude, that was a dirty knockout. Doesn't get any better than that. And, and it's yeah. Masvidal, too. So you, that's a feather in your cap, bro. So yeah, props it, to it, Usman. It, it, huge, man. I mean, so with that said, that was the end of the UFC 261, Usman versus Masvidal. Uh, re recap of the MMA for Money team bets was two. And oh, baby, so cash those bets for you guys. I hope you guys like that money because uh, we just, we just, that's what we do around here is just MMA for money and we invest. So make sure you guys are putting five to 10% of your monthly salary into stocks or crypto. Uh, you know, we've given uh, plenty of advice on that and a lot of people are uh, up in, in the, on their crypto and stocks. So if you want to be part of the MMA for money team, make sure that you uh, join. Join the team on Twitter. Make sure you go to MMA4Money.com. Actually, while I'm on the subject, my boy Primetime. Every fucking week, I tell you guys, get yourself a NASCAR package. What happened this last weekend? My boy Prime. Don, he didn't just hit one NASCAR race. He hit two, Saturday and Sunday, back to back. Eight, plus 1,800, plus 1,100. I mean, I don't know what to tell you guys. It's plus 2,900 off two races, bro. Uh, it's incredible the rate that MMA for Money Primetime himself hits these things. He's the NASCAR GOAT. There's no one even close to as good as he is. So make sure you go to MMAformoney.com. Shout out to my boy Prime. Get yourself a NASCAR package. I tell you, it'll pay for your lady's wedding ring. It'll pay for your Christmas. It'll pay for a Valentine's Day next year. It'll pay for a lot of things. It's insane the rate that my boy fires on. So uh, shout out to my boy once again, primetime, because it was a crazy weekend between us cashing and MMA, uh, MMA for money himself, primetime. Well, with that said, on UFC 261 is done. I'm going to jump into uh, – I'm going to do a quick PFL, um, yeah, quick picks. T uh, is not going to really have any part of this one. I just wanted to, to do it for you guys just so you know my thoughts on it. I'm just going to do the main card of the PFL 2. And with that said, the first fight of the night is going to be 
Emiliano Sordi. He's going to be fighting Chris Camozzi. Chris Camozzi is a former UFC veteran. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not the, the most fond of him, so I, I don't have the best things to say about him. But he's a favorite right now versus Sordi. Sordi was the former, I believe, PFL champion. I, I like uh, Sordi. I believe I think that he's uh, has his game here. I think he beats Chris Camozzi, who has just showed me a lack of uh, all around mixed martial arts, especially the takedown game. So give me Sordi out that dog money. Next up on the card, we have Wa Zofarino versus Gleason Tebow, former UFC veteran. Uh, Zofarino has been in the, the game a long time, fought my boy Herman Torado, uh, and, and just uh, has a lot of heart, Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, super sick jiu-jitsu game, and is not afraid to stand either. I just think that Gleason Tebow is a little too washed up here. Uh, 34-14, Zofarino uh, is 24-9. It's it's just just looks like a setup easy for Zeferino to win. So I'd go with Zeferino to win this fight, possibly by decision or possible submission. Then we have the co-main event of the evening. My boy Ray Cooper is going to be fighting Jason Ponette. Ray Cooper is 20, 20 and 7 and 1, and Jason Ponette is 20, 12 and 1. Uh, man, I love Ray Cooper. He's a mean, hardcore Hawaiian hitting dude that just literally comes to bang, baby. 808 for life. Uh, I just, I love this kid. He's going to come in there and he's going to throw heavy, heavy hands. And that's what he does every single time. And so I, I'm going to go with him, uh, Ray Cooper by TKO KO, uh, the guy that he's fighting. Uh, Jason Ponette, he's been finished multiple times. He's finished by guillotine. He's been finished by a rear naked choke. Um, so I, I just think that Ray Cooper is way too much, way too heavy handed, and he's going to just put the lights out of Jason Ponette and that will be the end of his day. So if you like, uh, that fight to hit up Ray Cooper, um, I'm, the odds are, one second. he's a huge favorite. So no wonder why I like him so much. Negative 600. Do not touch that. Don't mess around with that type of numbers. It's not uh smart, but I definitely like Ray Cooper to win that fight. So, but that's obvious real Mike. It's negative 600, bro. Why you got to pick the favorites, dude? Like, I don't even get it, bro. All right. Next up on uh, the car with the main event of the evening is Rory McDonald, former UFC, just stud and veteran versus Curtis Melender, another UFC uh, fighter. I wouldn't even say veteran because he barely had a, a stint in the UFC, in my opinion, but they're fighting at 170 pounds. Rory McDonald. I, I mean, I don't even need to say much about him, but we're going to go into Curtis Melender, 18 and six. Um, he's coming off a loss versus Sabah Hamasi in a decision. And uh, he's in last four fights, he's lost three of four, bro. So, I mean, it looks like a very easy setup for um, Rory McDonald to win this fight, hence the plus 395 price tag on Curtis Melender. But, I mean, if, if Rory uh, McDonald can't get this fight to the ground with Curtis Melender gives up takedowns so easily, then Rory McDonald needs to retire. But I, I really believe that uh, Rory advances here. He wins this fight. And it should be rather easily for that uh, main event for the PFL. So just wanted to give you guys that little treat of the PFL. And like I said, no real picks because uh, there's no real, uh, there's no lines that I could even fire at for you guys. But that, that's Thursday. That, this would be that's, Thursday, huh? Yeah, that's Thursday. So make sure you watch They start that. at 530 Eastern, 530 PM. Yeah, it's, it's super, super early, I believe so. And so, yeah, make sure you guys uh, go look that up in, in your closest time zone because uh like i said i'm, I'm not 100 percent on the time i know it was early i think it was like 2 p.m starting pacific time so yeah it's just odd that's why when i saw it i wanted to actually yeah no worries so with that said that's uh the pfl the little bonus and now we will move into the reason why we are here ufc vegas 25 reyes versus prachakna 
Uh, man, this this is going to be a good event. I know there's not a lot of names people uh, will recognize, but the real hardcore fans will get a will will know some, and the fights will be a treat in general. But first up on the card of the prelims, we have Luke Coolhand Sanders, who's 13 and four at negative 165 versus Felipe Colares, who's nine and two at plus 135 as the underdog. Um, Colares is taking this on short notice, and it, it's uh, that's going to be. That's going to be like the little bit of downfall for him, That just in my opinion. But Kolaris is a BJJ black belt, and he has really good kicks, man, for being a black belt and, and on the ground. He literally has some real sick kicks. So I think that with Luke, as wild as he is, Luke is going to come in there. He's literally like Julian Lang, let me bang, bro, type of dude. If he gets clipped, he'll come in there for more. Um, possibly Kolaris is a live dog here where he could throw up a kick and end up landing one on cool uh, hand Sanders. But I'm gonna go with uh, Cool Hand Sanders because he's the veteran in this. Um, but I, you know, he's three and four in the UFC. Kalaras is one and two in the UFC. Um, you know, it's 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 not the highest caliber fighting, but uh, I'll go with uh, Cool Hand Sanders just because of the experience. But if Kalaras uh, catches him with that high kick, you know, don't don't yell at me, bro, because he literally Luke uh, Sanders does have a chin issue, and if he gets caught, <coughs> it, it won't be pretty. So, what do you think about that fight, T? Um, I mean, Sanders, he's got the reach advantage and he's got the experience. So I, I like that Sanders is at fight ready camp too. Um, he hasn't been very active lately, but because of the experience and the camp he's in, I, I lean Sanders on this one. Um, but next up on the card, we have Andreas Mikalitis. I can't say his name versus mm -hmm. KB Bilar. Um, you know, Bilar had a terrible debut against Tom Breeze where he got destroyed. I mean, that could have been nerves, and um, that was his first loss. Uh, he hasn't fought much competition. Andreas, his last fight, that was a weird loss versus Bokakis, so it's hard to take anything from that. I, I really need to see more from Bilar. Um, and, you know, the line's so inflated on Andreas, so I, I, personally I'll probably stay away from this one. But what you got on it, dude? Yeah, I mean this in this fight, uh, KB Bilar is eight and one in the UFC. He just lost his last fight and got absolutely dominated by uh, Tom Breeze. And if you know us on the podcast, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of Tom Breeze. And if Tom Breeze is smashing you into the pieces, I I really can never trust you. I know that's a little harsh on Breeze, but I just I, I just don't like him. I don't trust his game. He's very mentally iffy. Um, you know, he definitely has the body and the talent to do some things, but. I just don't believe he's the type of guy that wants to come in there and kill. So if you finish KB Buller, I believe that uh, Andreas can finish him too. And that uh, KB Buller is just in for a rude awakening when he comes in there in the cage. So I'm going with uh, Michaelitis, but I, you know, don't go in there and parlay this or slam your whole house on it. But I, I favor Andreas in this bout because uh, Buller is just, I really don't believe about that life. Next up on the card, we have uh, Loma Lookboom, who's five and two, negative four hundred. Women's strawweight match versus Sam Hughes, who's five and two at the plus three hundred comeback. First of all, negative four hundred, crazy guys! Like holy moly, dude! Like five and two in the UFC. I mean, I and I, I like Lo Loma Lookboom here. I, I believe she has the more experience. Uh, she's fought better competition. Uh, she she's just shown me more but a negative 400 like holy moly bro Look, sam hughes uh he was five and two she had a terrible debut and uh for her first fight um she'll she's 20 years old she'll have a slight height and reach advantage but I, i'm just not sold on hughes because i haven't seen enough but 
Negative 400. It's crazy. It's dog or pass here. I don't like this uh, bad at all. So it, it, please don't be the guys that bet on this. But I'm going to go dog or pass here. So I'm going to go with Sam Hughes because I don't like betting the, the big money. Don't. This isn't a bet. This is just I've got to pick dog or pass. So I'm going to go with Hughes just because I don't like the money line. I just feel like it should be closer. What do you think about this one, T? Yeah, I'm right with you. Um, Hughes has a heightened reach, uh, but I don't really know what to expect out of these two in this fight. So um, I, I, I'd take the dog money at, at plus 300. I mean, I, if I would have bet it, I'd take that or I'd go with the over um, for it to go to decision if I had to bet it. So I'm right there with you. Um, but next up on the card, we got Kai Kamaka versus TJ Brown. Um, this should be a really, really good fight, to be honest. Um, Kai, he's a really solid fighter. Brown, he's 0-2 in the UFC, so he's looking for his first W. I think the switch of camp for Brown is going to help him, and I think he'd probably be worth it at dog money here um, to take a shot at plus 130 versus Kai. But what you got here, Mike? Yeah, Kai's uh, from training out of Extreme Couture, Las Vegas. Uh, he lost in devastating fashion in his last uh, fight versus a guy on the card later tonight, Jonathan Pierce. Uh, he lost uh, round two. I, I just I don't I don't like anyone who gets smashed that fast and coming off that. But Brown, TJ Brown, as the underdog here, he just seems super positive and motivated. He made a uh, camp change and he's over there with James Krause and as the coach and the, the, the cornerman. He has he's training with guys like with Dawson and Molina and uh, all the guys over there about his size that he gets some good looks with. I think TJ Brown is uh, is the live dog here. I know he's zero two in the UFC and he's looking for his first dub, but. I just I feel like he's a he's live here. He's made the right choice to tra- change camps, and uh, Kai just hasn't shown me enough upside for for me to to bet on him. So I'm gonna be going with the underdog TJ Brown here. I think that he gets it done at the plus one thirty underdog. So if you like him, definitely go and hit that up. There was a few that we liked, and he was one of them. Then we have our first bet of the night, and we have Gabriel Benitez twenty two and nine had negative two ten versus. Jonathan Pierce, who's 10 and four at the plus 170 comeback underdog. This is a men's featherweight fight. It's going to be really exciting, man. We just talked about Jonathan Pierce coming off a impressive win, uh, you know, beating uh, Kamaka. And so I, he used to be at the MMA lab and is now at fight ready. He's really, really strong, man. He's going to be bigger. He's going to have the height and reach advantage. He's just going to be overall bigger in every spot. Gabriel Benitez, don't get me wrong. He is uh, the negative 210 favorite. They are see they're, you know, he has more experience in the octagon. And so that's kind of why they're giving him, I believe, the negative 210 uh, price tag. But if uh, my boy Pierce clips him with the power that he has and the size advantage and, and or stuffs the takedowns of uh, Benitez, I don't I just think he could finish Mo, uh, Mowgli. So I'm going to go with uh, my first bet of the night is going to be Jonathan Pierce uh, plus 170. I'm going to be putting one unit down on the underdog here to just silence mm-hmm. the, the favorite and just put Mowgli on his back and just end his night. So. First bet of the night, Jonathan Pierce for the MMA for Money team. What do you think about that, T? Yeah, I agree with you. I, I like this bet. Um, you know, Pierce, he beat Kai in his last fight. Benitez, he's fought the better opponents. Um, so he's got experience. But, that, I mean, that's why the line is what it is. So I like the dog money here, too. So I'm right with you, pushing it in for the bet. Um, but, all right, um, next up on the card, we got Randa Marcos versus Luana Pinero. Um Two women fighting. Marcos, she's coming off of three L's um, against solid fighters. So she switched camps for this fight. So um, that could help her as well. Randa has more experience. So she may be um, worth taking as a dog. But um, 
I think a decision here is where I'm going to go in this fight. Um, what you think, man? Yeah, this is the the exact matchup that I I have a rule. It's uh, I've, it's the veteran versus the newcomer. Uh, Randall Marcos is the 10-11 in the UFC plus one fifty underdog fight in Luana Panero, who's eight and one at negative one eighty five for the uh, favorite. But let's just go through this real fast and show you guys why I feel like this is suspect. Luana is on a five fight win streak. Let's see, six fight win streak. Okay, so let's just go. Let's just go to the last four. All right. The last win of hers, she won first round with punches. Cool, dude, on a contender series. She fought a girl as eight and six. Eight and fucking six. Cool. You better fucking be her. It's gross. And then they before that, she fought in Brave CFF 29. She won the first round by punches. Cool. Again, the girl's four and two. She barely started fighting. Come on. Of course you're gonna beat her. Then we her next win before that is Brave CFF again, 26. She won first round by submission. The girl was oh and fucking two. Oh, fuck it, too. So you see what I'm getting at here? Her record is more padded than a maxi pad for fucking women, dude. I, I don't like this fight. I, I feel like Marcos. I don't even like Marcos that much, but she is the, the live dog here. She, Marcos has way more experience. She's been up in the upper echelon of the sport fighting some of the baddest girls that there are. Um, I hate that I have to say it, but I'm going to back Ronda Marcos here. There's no fucking way that I'm going to be backing a girl with that kind of a padded record versus a girl who's been here for as long as Ronda Marcos has. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. Ronda Marcos, uh, yeah, she's on a three-fight uh, losing streak, but, you know, versus, uh, you know, Murata, but Dern, and Rebus. Uh, Dern is crazy. Everyone's all high on her. Look what she just did in her last fight. She lost by armbar. Cool. Mackenzie Dern's a stud in armbar. Amanda Rebus was a little monster. You know, uh, she lost to Claudia Gadelia. Like, Luana's never, ever faced this type of competition. So I'm going with Ronda Marcos here. I believe that the uh, redhead, uh, the quiet storm, she's going to win it. And so I'm going to be going with uh, Ronda Marcos to uh, upset the, the the newcomer. So Yeah, that's a good pick. All right, well, um, after this fight, we'll move straight into the main card. Um, first fight of the main card is going to be between Pollyanna Botello and Luana Carolina. Um Pollyanna on this, uh, I, I lean her because of the experience. Um, Carolina, she got finished in her last fight, so I'd probably take um, Pollyanna by decision on this one. Um, what you thinking, Mike? You know, this is going to be a weird one. Uh, Pollyanna Botello, yeah, she's got the more experience, and she she's going to be, I believe, slightly bigger. But I just, it's so iffy, man. I mean, she she's won she's won a fight by decision, and then the, la the last one she's won by decision. Uh, that she had was versus Laura Mueller. Then she had a uh, versus uh, Sayuri Kondo, who's not that great. She won around one punches and kicks. I so she seems to like to stand. Every time she's won a fight, she's been standing. Luana Carolina is uh, actually really decent standing. That's her the best part of her game. She just lost a uh, knee bar on Airline Lipsky because she just has a terrible uh, jujitsu game, in my opinion. But um, this is going to be a weird one, man. Lu uh, Luana Carolina. I think she might potentially have a better clinch uh, situation than Paulina Botello, but I just don't know enough on Luana because of the fact that she just got smashed by Lipsky so fast. So I can't really bet on her. I'm going to be bet, uh, back in Paul, uh, Botello, but don't get it twisted, man. If Luana keeps us standing and, and actually lands some of those bony knees into the rib cage of Botello or lands it into the liver or lands it just anywhere that's going to hurt her. She's, she could end up winning this fight, but I, I don't like this fight at all in the sense of for betting. So, you know, it is what it is what it is. Next up on the card is our second bet of the night. It's going to be Marab Davashelli versus Cody Stamen. Marab is 12 and four 
and Dakota Stamen is 19 and three. Uh, man, uh, Rob is no longer at Sarah Longo. He's uh, over at Syndicate MMA. And, you know, I don't really like the fact that he's switching camps and not with, uh, you know, Sarah Longo and uh, my boy Aljo and, and the likes. But Al Marab is absolutely amazing and one of the most underrated pressure grappler, wrestler, just fighters in the UFC. He's very much like Khabib is. I'm not going to say as, as good as Khabib in this, that sense because he's not. But his pressure is he doesn't give anyone a chance to let out their game. And he's going to be fighting Cody Stamen, who is a wrestler. That's what is his the best thing that he does is. And so Marab, I feel like, is going to cancel that out and just be pushing on Cody Stamen the whole time, have Cody Stamen's back up against the fence, possibly have Cody Stamen's back up against the canvas. And wrestlers don't like to be on their back, especially versus a superior wrestler grappler. I really like the spot here for Marab. I normally we don't normally lay such a big favorite, but I just feel like this is an easy fight for Marab to win. He's uh, prepared for Cody Stamen a couple times. His jujitsu, his transition and wrestling. Um, the only little edge that I might give Cody Stamen is that he might have a stand-up game uh, edge, but I don't see, feel like Marab's going to be giving him enough space for him to even implement that. So I'm going to be putting 2.4 units on Marab to absolutely just uh, just show a world-class three rounds the Cody Stamen and just dominate him. Uh, I, I thought about betting the decision prop for Dub Shelley, but I don't. I just uh, I don't want to get screwed in case something fishy happens and Marab ends up finishing him late in the third round or something. But my the second bet of the night's Marab two point four units to win one unit. So let's go. What do you think about that, T? Yeah, Marab's definitely the better fighter in my opinion. I show it. Um, you know, Marab he's got a motor. He could go all day. And Stamen, his last fight, he got dominated by Rivera. So I, I don't really like this matchup for Cody against Marab. I think Marab's better everywhere, and he's he's got the stamina too. So, um, Stamen, he's tough to finish though. So if you don't want to lay the juice, I, I'd probably go the decision route. But me and Mike, we're gonna lay the juice here. We think Marab got this. So, um, all right. Well, at, next up on the card, we've got. Another um, good fighter, Sean Strickland versus um, Christoph J Jotko. Um, I like Strickland a lot. Um, you know, since he moved up in weight class, he's looked amazing. And J Jotko, he's not a pushover, but he's had a decent layoff, and he's coming off a shoulder surgery. I really like Strickland here. He's got he's gotten better every single time I've watched him fight. So um, I I'm, I'm going to go Strickland on this one. But, uh, what you got, Mike? Yeah, this is going to be a super exciting fight. Uh, our boy Sean Strickland, who went out last time and cashed the bet for the MMA for Money show versus Brendan Allen. Uh, shout out to Sean Strickland for cashing that for us for one unit. Uh, he's fighting Christoph Jocko, who's 22-4, and four, who's plus 200, uh, negative 250 for Sean Strickland. I mean, Sean uh, is just a mean motherfucker, dude. He's going to be coming in there to absolutely hurt you. Christoph Jocko is not that type of dude. This is the this is kind of like the in an alley theory. If you were in a bar in the middle of the night, 10, 11 p.m. at night or later, uh, you drop Sean Strickland and Christoph Jocko in an alley. Uh, Sean Strickland is eating Jocko up all fucking day, man. Um, I, I just don't feel like J J uh, Christoph Jocko has enough all around mixed martial art game to stop Strickland. I feel like Jocko does uh, silly stuff sometimes and leaves his chin out there vulnerable to be literally hit by a big right hand of someone like Sean Strickland. Uh, Jocko's jiu-jitsu game is not superior than uh, Sean Strickland. So I, I just, I, I really like Sean Strickland here at the negative 250. Uh, another bet that we also liked, uh, so we almost did it, but laying the two big money lines would have been uh, 
a little bit steep. So I'd rather lay it uh, on someone like Jonathan Pierce where we could just have a chance at it and get some dog money. But Sean Strickland here, I believe he's going to win and roll here. I believe he's strong enough and, and well-rounded enough to put the lights out on Christoph Jocko. Uh, Christoph Jocko trains out of ATT Florida. Uh, he has really good uh, camp over there, as you know. But he's coming off of uh, multiple injuries. I don't like betting anyone who's coming off multiple injuries because – you never know how their body's going to react. So uh, I'm going to go Sean Strickland here by uh, just devastation. The next up on the card, we have Eon, the whole Kutlaba, 15 and six at the negative 140 price tag versus Dustin Jacoby, who's 14 and four at the plus 115 underdog number. Well, this is a short notice step up for Jacoby. You know, Devin Clark got injured, and so Jacoby had to step in, but uh, Jacoby's been getting helping Jimmy Crook get ready for his fight versus Leonard Smith last weekend. I'm not sure how much to make of that since Jimmy Crook uh, lost versus the uh, Leonard Smith. But the fact is, is that if he has the, a good training partner like that, it's really nice to see someone about his weight class that could pretty much uh, rep uh, or mimic Ion Kutlaba. So I, I just, I think that Jacoby has a, a slight chance here. I, if he wasn't for a late notice, I'd probably like him more, but because of the late notice, I, I Kutlaba is just preparing, and he's not on short notice. I feel like it's a great uh, matchup for Kutlaba, who has some good power, possibly could end uh, this fight later in the rounds when the, Jacoby gets a little bit tired. But I, I, don't, I don't know, man. Uh, Jacoby has good kickboxing experience, and if, if Elon does something stupid, man, he could end up uh, being hurt. So uh, I wouldn't lay any money on this fight, but I'm going to go uh, Elon just by uh, experience and uh, – power yeah i mean kutalaba he prepared for clark and jacoby stepping in on short notice so it's a good matchup i think it's going to be a good fight but i'd lean kutalaba he's got some decent wins on his resume too and more experience so and, and you know with jacoby coming on short notice I'd, I'd have to go with ian on that one um but next up on the card we've got um ufc vet cub swanson versus giga chikazi um Swanson coming off a dub, he he really needed his last fight. Um, Giga, he, he hasn't really fought anyone, in my opinion. He's he's unproven. He's the younger fighter, but he's really really hyped up. People like him. Um, I think the line might be off a bit on on this one because of all the hype he's got. Um, I think the, I think the fight should be a pick him. So I think Cubs got some value here. Um, I don't really have a lean either way though. But um, what you think about this one, Mike? Uh, well, this is a perfect example of uh, a veteran with a little bit of uh, gas left in him versus the newcomer. Uh, Cub Swanson, 27 and 11, who's plus 130 as the underdog versus Giga Chickadaisy, uh, who's 12 and 2, negative 155 uh, favorite. Uh, Cub, man, I mean, he's a OG, OG. He's got so much experience and he's still training really, really hard. He's at one of the best camps there is uh, right now. It's like a little super self camp called with Brian Ortega, TJ Dillashaw, Juan Archuleta, and, and the likes. And I really think that with those guys around the same weight class, uh, they have a lot to offer. So, I mean, Cub is literally, you know, he's coming off a two-fight win streak back-to-backs. Uh, he's literally just spoiled people's, uh, you know, nights the last couple times. I really feel like this is a spot where Cub Swanson, once again, is being overlooked. Uh, plus 130 for a, such a veteran with all that skill. He's not hasn't lost in a while. He believes in himself uh, for the first time in a while. He's uh, training right. He's eating well. Uh, he's probably uh, more mentally sound than he ever was. Uh, so I know Giga's going to have a little bit of size advantage and, and that the likes. But G Giga is let me see. Let's see. It's not even tested, man. It's let me look this up. 
He's 12 and two. And the last, last three fights, right? Are Jamie Simmons. He beat. Cool. He beat Omar Morales. Cool. Beat Irwin Rivera. Cool, bro. Like, cool. Like, that's that's not enough to for me to bet against Cub Swanson. So I'm going to be picking the OG veteran Cub Swanson here as the underdog. And I, I believe that he has enough uh, experience and everything to roll uh, and beat Giga. All right. Well, now we have the main event of the night. Dominic Reyes, 12 and 2, plus 110 versus Yuri Proschek, 27 and 3 with a negative 130 price tag. Wow, man. I mean, Yuri, super, super explosive, has crazy unique movement, but he does some of the stupidest shit at times and leaves his hands down and his chin open for, um, you know, for, for you to be clipped. And a guy like Dominic Reyes, who just fought uh, Jan Blockowitz, who's one of the best fighters in the, in the UFC period. And then before that, we're first John Jones to a decision. I really feel like he wasn't mentally there for the, the, the last fight versus Jan. He was still thinking about uh, all the beef with uh, – John Jones and the fact he should have won that fight and would have should have would have should have could have, but this time versus Yuri, uh, Yuri just he like I said he does silly things man and I think that uh, Reyes has just enough skill here and and experience that he is the one to to be favored here. So um, with the XP versus no XP, uh, give me the Latin American Reyes all fucking day as the as the dog at the plus one ten price tag. It's uh you know. It's pr pretty much a gift, in my opinion. But don't get me wrong, Yuri Prospect's really exciting, but he just literally just leaves his hands down or leaves his chin open at times, and I, that just worries me. So I'm going with Dominic Reyes, and I think that he just shows the skills that he has after the losses. Yeah, man. Uh, if you watch that Vulcan fight, I mean, Jerry, he got hit a ton. He got hit a ton before he KO'd Vulcan. So to me, that's that that doesn't really spell well for him. Um, you know, Re Reyes is tough, dude, and. I mean, you can't fight better competition than what he's fought, in my opinion. I mean, he, he's fought the best of the best. So um, I, I think Jerry's carrying some hype into this fight. So I'm, I'm, I'm leaning Reyes here, too, for a bounce back off his last performance. Um, and I, I think he can get the dub here as well. Nice. Yeah. Like I said, I like Reyes there as a dog and especially with the experience. So uh, with that said, that's the end of the UFC Vegas 25, Reyes versus Prochnak. Uh, thank you all so much for uh, tuning in here live. We appreciate each of and every one of you, the five awards that you gave us. Uh, thank you for spending your Tuesday night with us. We, we really aren't on a show without you guys. I hope that you guys catch those bets last weekend. Make, yourself, make sure to go to MMAformoney.com and get yourself a NASCAR uh, subscription because I'm telling you, dude, Prime hits those races and you guys are just missing out on free money. Um, so with that said, I'd like to just thank everyone, everyone on the HAPS team, all the HAPS friends out there. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your platform of choice, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, RSS Feeds, and of course, Haps. Remember to subscribe to us on YouTube for both full-length shows as well as smaller tidbits to get you through the week. Um, and with that, let's roll.